that you know my dad wouldn't be around. I was a pretty cool kid. I got great grades. I had all kind of awards and accolades. My father was never there. I was like, well, other men looked out for me and gave me opportunity because they saw I was trying to do something different. So if it would not have been for them, I probably right. wouldn't be here now. Obviously, you know, God used them as a vessel. So in that, um, it became clear for me that everything I had been through to wrap it up right. was so I could be relatable. So when I went to the schools to talk to the young men or when I coached little league sports, I wasn't a suit. Um, they could see me really? and see themselves because, you <laughs> okay. know, I could talk to them and say, I know what it's like to grow up in a single parent home. Right. I know what it's like when your father go to prison and it's embarrassing and your mom's trying to make ends meet and you don't always have the best. So when I spoke that, they looked at me different because when they wow. see this, they see the polish. Yeah, yeah. But they, so, like, so I make sure I tell them like, hey man, <laughs> I, I'm a neighborhood trials and tribulations, just like just like anybody <laughs> else, man. So in that, it's a responsibility. So right. I had to make sure that I set a good example because I started to realize that these young men were looking up to me. When mothers are coming to me and saying, "I appreciate you doing what you do," because then it allows me to show my son a living example of somebody I know, not on TV, but somebody I went right. to school with that I can touch. I can say, "You can call Darius, and he can help." So that meant a lot to me. So. And plus you're like right in the neighborhood too. Right. So it's not like you're coming from Grand Rapids or Kalamazoo. Right. You have no idea how the community is. Sure. You're right. I'm here. here. And right. and like business pays the bills. Right. Um but in that I on the backside of it I often work two jobs or I had two projects going. So I went to work, um then I educated myself and then also I started to build my base or my platform. So brick by brick, I started to put those things in place, make the right connections because um, I wanted to have influence. I didn't want necessarily to have money. I wanted to have influence. I wanted a seat at the table. I wanted to be able to say that wow. I knew, I know what's going on because I'm at that table. So I in, in hopes that I can protect some of those interests from the community or at least be there to say, I know what the conversation is. So if I need to come back and say, hey, heads up, Right. We, we, need to, we need to look over this again. Correct. <laughs> They're coming for us. Right. But, you know, I didn't have to take anybody's word for it. I'm at that table, so. Oh, shoot. Man, I didn't never, I, see, I never knew that you coached. Yep. So that's that's something new to me. And so, what did you coach? Mm -hmm. So, let's get a little bit into, like, your coaching. Yep, I, I coached uh, football. Um, so, I coached football for about 10 years out at Orchard View mm -hmm. uh, Elementary. Um, my son played football out there and then after the first year I guess they saw something in me and they asked me to be the president of the entire league and so I coached but I was also the president of the entire league and I probably could not have had anything more rewarding because right. you see um, this young person and you shape them and see them grow up now so oh yeah they go going D1 oh, full scholarship so, so I've had like six players or seven players that I had yeah you know, get academic or, or athletic scholarships. And it's so cool because they, they call me and they say, Coach D, I would I would appreciate you coming to my graduation. Can you can you come to this award ceremony? Like our relationship still exists even at this day. So for me that's great because that meant that I had a lasting impression positively um, in their lives. So right. it's cool stuff, man. That's what it's about. Man. So you said being an influencer is what you strive for. Yeah. And I can see that. I really do. Just to give y'all a heads up, Darius used to be my supervisor. 
man, he used to be my supervisor, and he was the best supervisor there. Appreciate that. In my opinion, and I hold strongly about it, you know, because you you have the people that power trip, you yeah. have uh, narcissist type yeah. of thought process, and, and, and you're like, how are you able to manage, you know, people? And if you're always thinking about me, 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 I, I, right. And that was a big difference with me yeah. at that uh, setting, at that at that job setting at that point in time, is that you came to the people on the floor, you came to the people, as they say, right. and, you know, discuss either issues, what we're working on, what's the next move, what's the next point, you know, everything, it was one by step by step with us, so it was no guessing, so right. to speak, and it's like you took that type of thought process from coaching and brought it into, like, the base that you're a platform that you, that you have now, right, and so how moving forward to now to your supervising of businesses and stuff, what did you take from coaching to apply to, you know, as a businessman, as a business, on a business Good platform? question, man. Um, it's, uh, it's so psychological, man. You have to tap into uh, the mental space that a person is in. Um, so in coaching, if I want to get the best out of you, I have to find a way to motivate you. So in that, I need to find out what makes you tick. What is, it, what is it that I can I can offer you or some kind of incentive um, to get you to be where I need you to be? So, um, you know, for younger men, it's pretty easy. I mean, a slushy after practice, so, you know, it's pretty <laughs> yeah, easy. Yeah, just the, you know. Um, but, you know, but coaching overall just kind of gave me the thought process of forming relationships. Hmm. Um, but something you don't know about me, so when my dad went to prison, okay. um, his best friend is, uh, is a pastor. A prominent pastor in in, in uh, state of Michigan. Um, his name is uh, Dwayne Bennett, uh, or administrative okay. assistant Dwayne Bennett. Yeah, yeah. He's the pastor of Mount Zion Church of God in Christ, yeah. and so he's one of my godfathers. So I I basically grew up in his house. So for for all intents and purposes, I'm really a PK, right? Um, so they've been telling me since I was ten years old that you know it was a calling on my life. Like you're different. You know God has called you or chosen you to go forth and to be a shepherd of his men. So right. I probably ran from that calling. Oh, man, I, I tried to Carl Lewis that thing, man. <laughs> going the opposite really? way because I, I looked yeah. at that and it didn't fit what I thought of myself and what mm -hmm. I thought of uh, pastors at that time, given what I saw. So just some of the, the way that they carried themselves, I wasn't like that. So ah, that's not gonna work. Some of their messages or how they taught, I didn't, I didn't agree with per se. And so I said, this is not going to work. And then I, I saw them unhappy a lot of times because it's long hours. Um, and then, yeah. then, and then in that too, you know, it's tough because how do you reach different age groups? So with that being said, you know, God talked to me and he said, that's exactly why I want you over there because you're going to challenge the system. You're going to approach it differently which in turn is going to allow other people to think that it's okay. So use your creativity and get right. done what you need to get done. I never told you you have to sit in the pulpit on the right, side. Right, right, right. So to your to the to answer your question, when we would be at work and I would come by and talk to you right. about what you got going on, what's next. Right. That's ministry, Mel. 
I never thought of it like that. So I get the whole court. I don't have to sit in the pool pit, but I can <laughs> talk to you, yeah. and, and I'm feeding God's sheep. So when I'm sitting there, it wasn't because I didn't believe in you and I'm asking these questions. It's to make sure that you understood what you were trying to do and that you have the resources to, to have that. Or have you considered this? Because I knew where you were trying to go. So as a shepherd or someone who's called to lead, that is my legacy. So when I, when I see other young men trying to do something, my job is to do whatever I can to help them get there more expeditiously or you know, expeditiously excuse me mm -hmm. or just to make sure that this is really where they want to go because sometimes we feel like we want to go here but we really well, don't know it sounds yeah, cool, you know yeah. so you know everybody want to have a podcast right right but just hearing you today made me so proud because I saw you as a businessman so I saw you I saw you delegating responsibilities I saw you taking charge I, I saw you deal with when I came out the bathroom, some type of disappointment because the time schedule wouldn't meet up. So you say, well, we got to meet again. So for me, job well done. I'm like, cool. <laughs> you know, male got it. Yeah. You know, in that. And so that's really, man, where it comes from. It's, it's mm. personal for me. It's my ministry. So my mm. charge is to make sure that as many yeah. young men as I can have opportunity like I do. So I try to knock down every door that I can, inspire them. So when my time is come and gone, then I have a legacy of I inspired other young black men to come in this room because we can't do it by ourselves. And that's often like you and I talked Friday, yeah, yeah. you know, that, that gatekeeper yeah. stuff. And one person gets in and they just yeah. close the door and say, yeah. I'm here. Can't do it. I, I, no, I, I, <laughs> I can't help you get no job. Yeah. It, it's about my position. But if I'm not helping people, or if I'm not fulfilling God's destiny in that, I feel like he, like my life don't go right. He, you pun know what? he punishes you know me in that, man. He's like, dude, this ain't about you. You gotta go forth and you gotta, you gotta knock down these doors. That's crazy because it's like, I, when, once you said that Friday, that Friday, that's Friday, Gatekeeper. Yeah. I seen a video with Mike Epps on either the breakfast club i want to say or somewhere on our talk show radio and he said the exact same thing gatekeepers it's time it's gatekeepers on every on every platform on every stage on every, you know and it, and it was like wow you know and i'm watching this saturday this is a whole nother like i'm like dang they're man there's just, just right? talked about this right? and for him to be to see a video and hit him actually saying gatekeeper straightforward blunt looking straight at uh dj MV and all of them and it's like wow man this really is like certain people that's fishing like how can i call it uh shaking the bucket to see which which diamond they want I'm telling you, out of the, um, out of the bucket. I'm and it's like, you. wow, all these diamonds, uh, each one of them can do the exact, if not more. And, are, and are unique in their own way. Right, you but, know. But that, listen, that's it. You you articulated it so well, Mel, because that's what happens. So whoever they pick or they deem to be the next, right? then, uh, then you're up. But what, what price? Yeah, you have to stay, man. That's deep, and, and and that's the thing about it. And you know, I have some friends, and I have some female friends, mm -hmm. you know, that picked it up. Like my mother talks about it all the time, right? And she says that 
she hates some of the people that I hang around because she can tell that the only reason they're around me is because they really want to ride the wave. So she's been saying this since I've been about 17. So, you know, there's, there's, because if you really know me, my mother's name is Mae Mitchell. So everybody, mm -hmm. her maiden name is Mae Lane. Yep, yep. Everybody knows Mae Lane, right? Yeah. So if you know her, you know, you love her, it's like mom. But, you know, if you're not in that circle, like I've had the same friends for like 30, 40 years, bro, like my whole life. Right. And so she's very protective of, of my energy and my space because she knows that in the season that I'm in and my call, it, it's going to force me to have to engage with people because mm -hmm. uh, my ministry is to go help people. Right. But she, but she, so she prays over me, man, so that weapons that form against me don't prosper because she knows that I have to go in the lion's den because that's where the ministry is. So she prays that when I go in there that I'm covered, that I don't form the wrong relationships because she's seen like you're already bigger than them. You don't think like that, but they know that because they sense it at the right. age you're at. You're doing better than them. So they, so it's, it's no secret why they try to hold you back or don't offer you the assistance or their, or their relationship with you is different now. So even though that they helped raise you, even though they've helped you get there, like we talked about, the yeah. fact that you can stand okay. on your own and yep. you don't, that's a problem. <laughs> Cause now it's not about them anymore, and it's, it's not about this is you. My yeah, yeah. I, That's which which is messed up. It's like a crab in a bucket mentality. That is exactly. Oh my god! It's it's like a one way street. Yeah. But with no lights. Right. So when once you go down this this lane, especially you, because you you, you broke a lot of barriers. There's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad. So, how do you deal with that? Like, how do you, how do you stay positive? Because we we're human, yeah. you know, we're men. Yeah, it gets to us. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. and, and sometimes we don't make the best decisions. Right. I, I'm just gonna. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right, right, right. Sometimes we don't think about our consequences before our actions. Yeah. But. For, with you, it's like you've been down that road so many times. What What is a method that you use, even to this day, that you'd be like, okay, let me let me, let me check Darius before anything. And then let me re recalibrate what I was going to say, and then let me present it back to the people. Have you ever had those type of situations? Every day. <laughs> no, uh, everybody should have a buffer and an accountability partner. So for instance, so my buffer a lot of times is my mother. So um, if I'm having a bad day and something's on me, right? And I, I feel myself, um, like you say, I'm off center, I'm off base. Right, right. So before I post that or before I, I, I present that, I'll call my mom mm -hmm. and I'll say, mama, let me run this past you. Right, because this is this is how I'm feeling, but I, I know that I'm affected, but I don't want my personal emotion to take away from the message that I want to put forward. So right. I want this message to be as general as possible, even though it's affected me personally. And so I'll run it past her. So she's my buffer before it gets out to the world. 
So everybody should have a buffer. You should have somebody that you run something past that you trust, knows what you're trying to do. Yeah, that's, right? that's a hard word right there. That's why we ain't got to get too far off into it. That's why it's right. important to have real relationships, mm-hmm. right? Not Facebook relationships. Real relationships. Real relationships because you also need an accountability partner. You need somebody, to your point, to check you and say, no matter how big you get, no matter how wonderful people say you are, you are subjected to the same rules as everybody else. So don't read your own headlines, right? So a lot of times, too, that's my mother. And so no matter how much success I garner, she always tells me to make sure that I give the Lord credit because right. that's all she knows. So you say, how do I deal with Amen it now? That. I pray. Like, I pray. So as my mother said, the weapons are going to uh, form, but I pray that they don't prosper. So as you were setting up the camera, when I was pacing over there, I was praying for you, man. I was praying for us. So when you take this and you go forth and do what you need to do, that the right people see you and the the wrong people leave you alone. Right? So that's what you have to do, man. You have to be be so secure in yourself because that's the first thing people are going to try to attack is your security within yourself. Because if you are insecure about, uh, about yourself, nothing else is going to matter. Because that mental fight with yourself, that's the worst fight ever, man, when you second guess it right. yourself. So I know who I am. So I'm a neighborhood guy, but I'm not a thug. Um, I, <laughs> I dress like this all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm probably more Carlton Banks. Um, <laughs> Will. But, but, I, but I got Will <laughs> swag. I got Will swag, but I'm really Carlton Banks, I'm just being honest. So I stay in my lane. All I right. never try to be a tough guy. I hold my own. I can speak for myself. I can stick up for myself. Right. But that toxic masculinity, that's not who I am. So if you know me, you ask me and I can help you, that's that's what I'll do. But I'm securing myself, so you can't knock me off that square. So some people might say I'm whack, they might say this or whatever, but I don't care about that because honestly speaking, I might not be for you. That's okay. Right, right. But the people that I'm for and the people who know me, I'm right there for them, right there with them. And that's all that's all that matters, you. Know, you know, you have to understand kind of like you with your target audience. You know, if somebody likes a different type of platform, they might say, hey, well, I, I really don't enjoy this podcast. And that's fine. What you're looking for out of a podcast, I'm telling you, I don't do. So it doesn't bother me that right. you're not a fan. I appreciate that. Thank, Thank you for you. your honesty. Thank you for your honesty. Right. But the platform that you have, they love it. So service them and don't even worry about it. And just pray, again, that you cover. And as you move forward, you foster wonderful relationships. Yeah. And always put God first, man, and that's my recipe. That's all. That's all I got. It's that simple. Man, I'm loving this. Oh man, thank y'all for tuning in. I see y'all clicking in. We will ask the questions momentarily, but now to get back to the present. Okay. Uh, how? Okay. Can you please tell the people what is your title? Or okay. titles. Gotcha. I said. Gotcha. Um, well, I am the director of housing and economic security for the Urban League of West Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm also uh, co-chair for the Muskegon County Democratic Democratic, excuse me, Black Caucus. I'm also uh, co-chair of the Muskegon County Democratic Party uh, um, um, delegate precinct delegate uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, board, I should say. Um, 
I'm also a, a elected official, so I'm a precinct delegate for precinct number two here in beautiful Muskegon Heights. And last but not least, I am an executive board member for Muskegon Young Black Professionals. You're going to need Secret Service to <laughs> so bad. <laughs> yep, That's so. a lot of titles. Dad, Dad, <laughs> That's beautiful, son, man. Father, son. What? Okay. Out of all, out of all the titles, oh. should I say, what is the one that pulls you closer? Like, that, that feels more comfortable? You know? You, you know, man, that's such a hard question because all, all those roads end at the same place. Mm -hmm. So if I was to give someone some advice right. as they're moving forward, make sure that everything that you're doing is moving in the right direction. Anything that's counterproductive to your main goal, you got to get rid of it. So if I'm getting into politics and um, I've always been a community activist, all my energy has to move towards that because it's already going to be uh, a labor of love. It's going to be tough work, right? Always, yeah. So, so what I can't do is put so much of myself when I'm trying to be two different or three different people. All my energy moves in the same direction. So, for me, my why you got, you got yeah, to accept yeah, 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 my yeah. why. Is, my, is my why is because again, I'm a servant leader. So my charge is to go and again feed the sheep. Okay. Right, right. So, in, so in order to do that, I have to be in the spaces where the decisions are made. Because if I am only reacting to the decisions, then I'm not really a service to my people because I'm in the same boat that they are. I'm dealing with the circumstances that have come. I want to be proactive. I want to be in the room when the decisions are being made because I get a vote. So, as the as the as the uh, at the Urban League is the housing director and over economic security or employment. My task is to help people find housing. I can help them with funds to, to get housing. Then also I can help them get a job. That's power. That's influence. As a precinct delegate, I'm in the community. I'm working with the community. I'm finding out what the community needs. So when I go back to other entities that don't understand minority affairs or how disenfranchised we are, I can go right back, but I get a vote. I'm in the room. Mm -hmm. So in the Democratic Party, uh, on the main Democratic Party overall, again, I'm in the room. I'm a decision maker. I know what's going on. I can say, well, hey, I know people who look like me who can do these jobs, who can fit these positions. I have power and influence. As the, in the Black Caucus, just the same. So now not only do I have influence, I'm an example because Black men are normally the targets of any kind of political campaign because yes. we have such a large demographic. Yes. But we're underrepresented, right? So they, they want to pass policy or use us as a referendum to pass their policies, but nobody's asking us what, how we feel or what's going on. Right, if the policy fits it's us, our it's whatever their, yeah, yeah. It's their agenda. So I say, you know, I'm sick of that. Hmm. So I want to be in the room. So when they say, well, we polled these, who you talking to? Because <laughs> that ain't how we feel. Right. You must talk to somebody else from the back room. Yeah, because yeah, right, right. I'm an expert. <laughs> I've been doing this for 42 years. That ain't what we, that, we, we don't care exactly. about all that. You know, and so all of, so to, to that end, everything I just mentioned fits my why. So nothing that I'm doing is counterproductive to the next thing. Everything is about uplifting and building the community being a leader and having influence, not for myself,
because I'm going to be a different kind of gatekeeper, as we talked about. I'm going to be a gatekeeper that's going to take the hinges off the gates so that everybody can run in. So my job is to make sure that I, 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 I present I like myself well. I like that. So they say, well, Darius is cool. So if we get a few more Dariuses, <laughs> then they'll be okay. So I get that. And yep, that's offensive, but I'm going to take it for what it is because yeah. my mission is bigger. So say what you want to say, but as soon as you turn around, now it's 10 of us. Then what you going to do? Then what you going to do? Because that's how they do us. That's smart, though. Right. I mean, they yeah. make sure that their sons, that their, their, their neighbor's sons, everybody gets a job. He might be carrying coffee. Look but at he's the, still working in, in, he's the, in the room. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the room, right? That's right. Five years later, the guy who was who who was getting coffee, now he's a senator. How that happened? Because they trained him. So when the, when the last person who was in power leave, they got somebody in there that they can trust. Because when it comes down to these votes and decisions, I can't wait. I can't if it's seven of us, man. I can't just wait. And thinking that you guys are just going to align with me. If we talking, right. if, that's not going to happen, right? <laughs> I might get a couple. That's an if. If, but the goal is to make sure that in this, I have, I have people who already I know for a fact I can count their vote. Because if not, you look at our own board, right? Mm -hmm. a, a collection of wonderful individuals. Man, but however, good group. But however, sometimes there's a lot of issue. Because the opinions of such vary drastically. So it's tough to get something done when you need a majority vote. And, 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 yeah. poli and politics is, man, politics is a, is a bad deal, man. See, I've never been, okay, I, re I, I do my research about politics. I read about it. But as far as me, like, how you, you're in the pot. Yeah. You writing this, you know, stirring it up, figuring out what goes where, who's to trust, who's not. How do you build a team in a world where, as people, are, everyday people say politics lie? Yeah. So yeah. where does the truth come in? You know? Great question, man. I think probably the optimum word is transparency. <clears throat> okay. So just like you said, people know what politics are and they don't really have a positive uh, outlook on politics. No. Right? <laughs> because often no. um, the, the, the old saying is like the deals happen in the back room, right? Right. So, so behind closed doors. Right. Yeah. So that was part of the reason why I said I need to be in that room because I need to see what's mm -hmm. going on. Right. But to, the, to that end, um, it's the transparency. So if there's a situation and something needs to happen, I don't think you could ever overshare the information. What makes people feel comfortable is understanding and knowing what's going on because they don't necessarily have to understand it all they need a frame of reference okay so something as simple as you might see on facebook and they might be challenging our city uh you know council and they'll say why did you choose to, to fix reynolds street versus sharman street let's just yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Thank you.